DJ Playboy. <laughs> What's good, Josh? Your man, DJ Playboy, back with another episode of the Perfect Talk Podcast. And I do no episode without my dog, my man, my girl. Scream like I'm Keith. Keith. What do, brother? What's happening? How you feeling, brother? And then, then. Life's good, man. Life's good on, on this side for now, right? Before World War Three, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, man, that that shit is crazy. You know, it's crazy that with the World War Three. You know, they got the the black judge about to hit the Supreme Court. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second black judge about to hit the Supreme Court, and uh, first black woman. And it's like, man, I gotta check this out. Then turn on the news, and it's all about Ukraine. <laughs> I mean, her shit was pretty depressing too to watch. <laughs> oh yeah, it, it, it was it was tough. I'm like y'all just so y'all just gonna yell at her for a couple days just to let her in anyway. <laughs> but shout out to uh, I, 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 her name is K- Katana Brown Jackson, right? Ah, damn, son. <laughs> yo, you're not allowed to do ethnic names no more, bro. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Katanji nah, nah, Brown nah. Jackson. Katani, would you wait? Say her name one more time. Katanji Brown Jackson. Okay. Yeah, because I was I kept referring to her as Jackson. For some reason, I thought her last name was Brown, and I'm like, why do I keep calling her Jackson? I was so confused. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was like, all right, but um, nah. Shout out to her, man. That's that's really inspiring to see her up there. I mean, like I said, the shit was the person to watch, but you know, like to see her in that position, like yeah. she's a she's a strong sister. Yeah, it's, it's insane because her her resume is bananas, and it's like the, po- the political shit is like it's crazy. Yeah, cause cause the Republicans is like, did you see what they did to Kavanaugh? <laughs> so, yeah. they, so I'm like, so we gotta do this to you. I'm like, yo, this that's y'all just wasting time, bro. <laughs> and yeah. they just wasting. It's stupid, bro. It's like it's all theater, man. But um, let's see what's new. What's new? I started uh, implementing like like different nights of the week, of mostly the weekend, with my daughter to do like specific things. Like uh, we did a. What's it called? A game night. We got a game night where we'll play video games or play like Django or something like that. Or, you know what I mean? Whatever the case may be. Um, and then we got like a movie night. And uh, we watched that new Disney movie, uh, Turning Red. I don't know if you heard mm-hmm. anything about it, but it was it's cool, right? It's like I didn't read the description. I just seen like a commercial or two and watched it. And um, it was it was <laughs> it was an interesting movie. Right. And, and at a certain point, I'm like. And I don't think I'm the only person that believes this. Is like I'm, or I'm confused. I'm like, is it a metaphor for getting your period? Um, because they kind of touch on that a little bit uh, within the movie. And I, I, I don't know what, what I actually think. My theory is like when the movie was written, I think it was meant to be a metaphor for that. But I think Disney was like, like we can't dip our foot too deep into that. So let's kind of give it this twist. Uh, whereas like she becomes like a she, just at a certain age she becomes a a panda uh, like a big red panda kind of and uh, it, it, it's an interesting movie because it's like coming of age so it's like it, it deals with a young Asian girl um, and you know she's starting to have feelings for boys and stuff like that and she you know she's there's a boy band that she likes and the movie's just getting all types of like weird backlash like this one pastor said like it's it's <laughs> it reminds him of satanic worship, you know what I mean? Uh, certain scenes within the movie, it's just everybody's got got their own opinions. They're gonna say some type of shit. Um, and it's, it's but it's an interesting movie. It's it's good to watch because 
I guess as an, as a parent, you know, of a, of a young girl, you don't really know how to even touch on those subjects. So it's like, um, kind of a segue into it, I guess. You know, what I mean, kind of what it's touching on. You know how, uh, like in the ratings, they might put like rated PG. I don't know what this movie's rated, but PG. like it's rated P. It's PG. Yeah, it's rated PG parental guidance. But really, what that means that it might be like farting in it or some shit like that. And, <laughs> Or some, or there might be like cartoon violence, like somebody bonked somebody else over the head with a pillow or something. Yeah. Uh, but this sounds like it's for real, like parental guidance, like you need to be there. And the kid, it sounds like for a, a kid of a certain age. Like, would you agree with yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because like they definitely, like I said, they touch on um like the adolescent girl experience in her period. Like that's what her mom first thought. You know what I mean? And um. When they dealt with that scene, I could like my daughter. I don't even think she understood what that was. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, mm-hmm. when the mom's like trying to give her like you know like tampons and, and pads and stuff like that. Um, there was like scenes where like she's she's then and you know like, now, spoiler alert. You know anybody out there plans on watching it? But like, um, there's like scenes where she's like drawing like a boy that she has a crush on and she's drawing all this stuff in her book and then eventually her mom finds it. But I thought that was a little racy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying like for a Disney movie it was like I didn't really walk into it expecting it but I'm not that type of parent that feels like I gotta hide everything from my kid too like obviously you wanna prepare what you um so you wanna you wanna be careful with what you expose them to but I'm not the type of parent that feels like oh you gotta hide your kid from everything cause I feel like you might do them a disservice with that right um it, sometimes the uncomfortable stuff leads to conversations that might be beneficial in the long term Uncomfortable you, in the moment, but beneficial in the long term. Do you feel like you're gearing up for that talk? Because uh, how old's your daughter? Seven, turning eight okay. this year. Um, no, not at all. You know, my and, and luckily she's still in the little girl mode. But I'm not gonna okay. f- go into the delusion of you get caught up in that, and then you get, you know, you get kind of uh, blindsided when the next thing you know they're developing and they're liking boys and you know what I mean and so like yeah. that. I think my thing right now is really like a lot of the stuff that she's watching like um I'm, we might have talked on this on a, a, a previous podcast but like certain shows she's watching if if the themes are too much like about dating or you know girls having crushes on on boys and just kind of their world revolving around how a boy feels about them I definitely try to stay away from programming like that because I'm like I don't want her to fall into that trap. Like school ain't the place. I don't want her mentality, to, especially at this age, but at all to be like school's the place where you, you know, go to date and you go to. And I know it is though. I know that's what school is for kids because we did it right. That's that's how you develop and learn things about the opposite sex and things like that. But I just don't want it to be the main focus. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like you got to know that school, what the goal is and what the main goal is. And hopefully, you know, you could go into higher education and figure out what it is that you want to do in life. And you can get sidetracked really easy because you caught up over a boy or a crush over a boy. But like that's the reality of it. There is that's gonna happen at some point. You know what I'm saying? And maybe not to that extent, but that's gonna be something that you have to deal with and maybe a conversation I have to have. You know what I mean? And and I guess you know as, as the father of a a daughter, maybe I think about it a little bit earlier than I would if I had a son. But it's still the same conversations you got to have. And my dad had conversations with me more so about what not to do and how to handle myself and how to not get caught up. Um, which you know, I, I guess I should thank him for now because he saved me from several Me Too situations. 
<laughs> but um, <laughs> like I always really thought it was weird at the time. I was like, "Why are you telling me this?" <laughs> well, it's funny. Always brought up Mike Tyson a... and Tupac. You always brought them up. <laughs> right. I was about to say that. I was about and to I, say. That. I don't think he thought they was innocent, it... though. I think he thought they was guilty, but he still brought them up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I don't know if it's a, a product of our generation. I don't know if like the generation before us, if they had examples of. Look at this. These people. That's what. This is what not to do. I mm-hmm. guess for for the generation older than us, they probably like yo. Don't piss nobody off. Don't piss the wrong person off. Even if you could beat them in a fight, because they could always shoot you. Look at Marvin Gaye and Sam Cooke. So okay. for us, it's like you know. I, I just wonder if it's our generation, because like, I think Tupac and Mike Tyson are like firmly in our brains. Like yo, just you know, it it doesn't matter if you're right. Doesn't matter if you're wrong. Just you know, conduct yourself in a certain way uh, around women, especially if there's, like, is you and your friends around, you may just want to leave that area because you just don't know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And that's that's something I talk, well, not not to that extent, but I'll tell my daughter that now because, you know, I, I've, I've, I've walked past, you know, like, schoolyards and seen, like, you know, little boys and girls, but, like, they're kind of playing rough. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. I'll let her know, like, don't let nobody put their hands on you. Don't let nobody think they could touch you. Don't let nobody, like, do stuff like that. And that's conversations I feel like I that's not inappropriate to have now. That's very appropriate. You know what I'm saying? Because, especially because she's tall and she's fast. And I don't know, I, you know how kids are. Like, I'm taller than you. I'm faster than you. You know what I'm saying? Like, Right. It, it might like the pride thing might hurt certain little boys and stuff like that. And, you know what I mean? I'm just letting them know, like, you, just because you're bigger than some somebody, don't mean you're stronger than them. You know what I mean? Or don't mean that that they could put their hands on you. You know what I'm saying? In any type of way, like you got to know what's limitations and how to handle yourself. And even certain things, like you can't just allow it because then you got to shut it down from, from everybody. You know what I'm saying? And, and at all times, it's not like oh, I'm gonna stand up for myself today and let this slide not the next day because the people take that as a uh, a pass, you know what I mean, and you can't you can't roll like that, right? Um, but maybe we're lucky because of the Me Too situation too. Like that the that that whole thing happened and made us probably look at shit a little bit differently. Definitely, yeah. Yeah, no doubt about it. I, I wonder how young kids process it. Well, young boys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or even if their parents expose them to it, have those conversations with them. Like, is I, I always felt like that. If I ever had a little boy, like I still have to have because, like I said, the experience my dad gave me. But like, yeah, I don't know if a lot if everybody thought like that. Like, yo, I gotta have these conversations with my son. He'll just develop, or he'll just figure it out. Or you know what I mean? Or the, the <laughs> they'll figure it out in school. But nah, man. you can't you can't leave it to chance no more, man. Um, something else that really changed our life was the you know the whole pandemic, and <clears throat> I'll be out of it. Keith, I mean, I just I just coughed before I said that, so maybe not. Yeah, I'm about <laughs> but, to say, uh, I was like, "Yo, hey, I put a mask <laughs> over my microphone." But how, how how like well, I don't know where how it is for you, but it's for us. It's like life after mask right now. You know, what I'm saying I had to wear it at my workplace. Um, I I wore it everywhere I went, pretty much, even though I was vaccinated. Um, but now it's officially you go in, you don't really see it anymore. So it's kind of life after you see employees still wearing it in certain places, post office, the supermarket, but um, not not any of the customers for the most part. Um, how has life after mask been on your side? Yeah, I mean, over by me, people I, people were still wearing masks when a lot of the country was like, you know, when they were like, you know, that like they were like, yo, you should really wear it, but it's optional. 
and mm-hmm. much of the country just took it's like, all right, let's party, homes. Oh, like <laughs> around me, they were still wearing it. But now like they, they took away the mask mandate in the schools and stuff, and I feel like people around here like really is following suit. Like, all right, my kid doesn't have to wear it at school. Let's let's um relax a little bit. And I won't lie to you. That sets up an environment where it just feels safer. So I walked through Home Depot today. And I ain't gonna lie to you, man. It's something about Home Depot that just makes me. If it just feels like a super spreader event, it's not even. It's not even crowded because you know Home Depot got mad floor space, so you're not mm-hmm. on top of people like mm-hmm. a supermarket or something. But I always just felt unsafe in Home Depot. But today I just walked through that joint. It's just just going through looking at industrial glue and shit. Just no mask. <laughs> I felt like old times. <laughs> yeah, I was in a car dealership and shit today doing negotiations. <laughs> no mask. It's good. Crazy. It feels nice. <laughs> yeah, it, it does. I won't lie to you, man. There's a certain, as weird as weird as it is to say, a certain kind of freedom. And I think that's what, you know, that's what people, some people were manufacturing a lot of the anger, but a lot of people just wanted to feel free. Mm-hmm. Even like. The, the mask was was like kind of, kind of limiting to, to a lot of people. Yeah. And then I think it just took time, right? It just took time to know. Like, I mean, there were people who who said it from the jump, like, you don't need to wear it outdoors. But it was like, it, I didn't believe that at first. You know what I'm saying? Right. Now I could feel completely different. Like, I even remember talking on this podcast about that Texas Rangers uh, game where it was packed, right? It was like the heart of the pandemic and mad people came out to watch this baseball game. And I'm just like, yo, like, shout out to them. I, I you know, I apologize if I offended any of them because they were the true guinea pigs. To know that, you know what I'm saying, you can have outdoor events and it not be necessarily a, a, a super spreader, right? Because after that, you saw, uh, they, if they didn't do that, then we wouldn't have had the Lollapaloozas and the the, the the festivals that came back this past summer that were awesome to watch, you know what I mean? So, shout out, right. shout out to the people who took that chance and, and they were they were out there. But, you know what I mean? Um, but Like I said, I don't know if we out of Corona overseas. It seems to be having another surge. Um but whatever, whatever point that we're at right now, I still got to say, like I said from day one, it's a weird-ass disease, bro. <laughs> this shit Hell is yeah. just <laughs> hard to figure out. It don't really make much sense. It, it's it's a weird one. Yeah, definitely, man. I mean, the sign, you know, everyone's saying follow the scientists. And the scientists, they got a lot of stuff right, but they got a whole bunch of stuff wrong, too. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, you know, two years later, they understand a whole bunch about it, but it's still so much they don't understand. You know, they're like, all right, man, things is looking pretty good now. Next day, yo, there's some new joint. They're literally in a, uh, <laughs> what's the joint called? Omarion B2K, some shit like that. I'm like, damn, dog. Like, right when you, you felt like good, you're like, right. Delta, Delta winded down. Right on the back of Delta was a, a Omicron 1. Mm-hmm. <laughs> shit cool down everybody take your masks off schools no more masks right on the back of that is Omicron B Omicron BA I can't remember the name of it but it's like a, a, di- a different version of Omicron okay the shit the shit is, is, is I don't I can't even say scary anymore cause I'm not scared but it's just confusing cause at the same time like you still have to test negative to get into a lot of places so you don't you know if you wanna travel international and stuff like that you got to test negative. So, mm-hmm. like, yeah, I'm not, I, I, I feel pretty confident that nothing crazy is going to happen to me if I become infected, if I test positive. However, if I test positive and I have something to do, then that <laughs> limits me from doing that thing. It's a pain in the ass now. 
Right. <laughs> but it, if it's even like, and I don't know if, if it just gets, gets weaker or herd immunity or all that shit, but I, I like listen to like a lot of podcasts like in in chronological backwards order, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. So it's, it's like I'm, I'm, I'm back on certain podcasts going through the heart of like actually the beginning of Corona and you hear people talk about it. And the shit that they talk about back then don't even sound like the way people get sick now. Like, motherfuckers is just obviously the, the taste and the smell thing. But, uh, like, there was a lot of, like, people talking about, like, just having digestive issues and and sharp pains in their stomach and shit like that. And it's like, yo, this shit was nuts, bro. You know what I mean? And the yeah. shit was just taking motherfuckers out. Like, and, and it's just to see where we're at now, man. And then on top of what you said was so, like, you know, what you said was true about how we, we the, the, the 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 virus itself behaved um the politicizing of it you know what i'm saying was just even more confusing right like um the, the vaccine dropped like what a week after the election <laughs> like you know what yeah. i'm saying like <laughs> come on like you know what i'm saying like i, I i'm not a fan of donald I, I, donald trump is an interesting guy to me but he I, I wasn't a fan of him being the president either but Come on now, <laughs> like yo, what do you, what do you, a week after? Y'all wasn't even out, like you know what I'm saying. I didn't even let it like linger. Yeah, like all right, he out. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. You know what I'm saying? And it's like yo, it's just like come on, stuff like oh the mat, like the the, the scientists telling us nah, the mat, don't worry about masks, don't worry about masks. But we find out later that's because they thought the healthcare workers were going to run out of them. You know what I mean? And and they, he did right. that to handle human behavior, but it still feels deceptive. You know what I'm saying? And, um, I know it's, it's, it's been a weird, what are we, we, what are we two years into this bitch? Right. Yeah. So we're going on, we're going on the third. Well, yeah. After the, yeah. Two years into it this March. Yeah. Damn, yo, that's nuts, bro. <laughs> yo, we are, uh, it's, 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 it's been a wild ride, Corona. <laughs> but the funny thing is the mask is like, it feels like the end, right? But it's really not. Like I think it's gonna be like the flu. To be honest with you, um, I'm sure we'll have to get boosted, maybe on a six month basis, um, or you'll just take your chances and hope that one of these new treatments, you know, what I'm saying, will help you that come out. But I feel like people, like people, are just gonna be like eventually, like yo, oh, fuck it, I've been rocking. Whatever way you've been rocking, you're gonna keep rocking, right? If you ain't get vaccinated, you'll take your chances. And if you've been rocking with the vaccine, you're like, all right, fuck it, it's been working. Yeah. <laughs> look at Kyrie, look at Kyrie Irving, man, like. People like me, oh, this, yo, this guy's a goofball. Now, dude's like a damn, he's an American hero and shit. Like, man, free Kyrie, <laughs> let him play. He has the right not to get vaccinated. Same people that was like, man, this guy, you better get vaccinated. What kind of example are you for the kids? <laughs> nah, but that New York City shit's a little, like, funny style. Like, how you... How you just letting the athletes go slide through, but the fucking police and the motherfuckers working in the hospital, fire department, like, nah, y'all still ain't get the vaccine? Guess not. Yeah. <laughs> Guess not. Like, damn, that's foul, bro. Yeah. <laughs> like, and, and and Eric Adams is like, what you, <laughs> what you want, nigga? No Yankees? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where Aaron, Aaron Judge to sit down, nigga? Word. <laughs> but, uh... As someone who, uh, I guess, was a little bit too into the mask <laughs> lifestyle, was your man Ryan Coogler in Atlanta, of all places. Maybe that's what got him in trouble, because people wasn't rocking masks like that in Atlanta. <laughs> he like, yo, I'm going in this bank with, with, my, with my glasses, my mask. I'm thinking niggas, niggas is jacking niggas out here. I got I to keep my identity on the low. Walked in with a note, right? Well, wrote on the back of a deposit slip. Wrote a note to the teller. 
And that freaked the teller the fuck out. <laughs> she decided to call the cops on him. And Ryan Coogler hemmed up. Despite him giving his ID and his uh, swiping his debit card. <laughs> um, you know, that, that shit is crazy because uh, I feel as if that teller, firstly, she, she, she wasn't very competent. But also, I think certain things from her life might have clouded her brain like movies she watched right like you think of a movie how do they rob a bank they slip them a piece of paper put the money in the bag don't say shit <laughs> I'm gonna kill you she, she the paper was there said exactly what to do look listen man I don't want you know I'm taking out mad bread and I don't need need you f- f- flipping through 20s and 100s all in front of people and handing it to me just go in the corner count my shit and like I, I think that just she just didn't process it you know what i'm saying like she just her whatever came to her brain her brain said yo this stuff looks awfully like the town or some shit or or, or fucking oceans nine or whatever so therefore (laughs) i'm gonna call the cops and it's crazy his id the proper account number she didn't even punch that shit in and she just said oh this is a bank robbery (laughs) she went to the straight to the phone (laughs) yeah it's crazy Yo, he should have been when she did that. He should have been like, yo, 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 yo. <laughs> just give me my shit back, bro. Yeah, exactly. Just give me my shit back. Just Jesus give me my Christ. shit back. <laughs> no weapon, no nothing. No, no, no. I gotta, I gotta stand up because she, she been getting drugged through the mud. I gotta stand up, and I, I'm surprised nobody said. I worked in a bank, right? Um, right out of college, first job out of college, worked at a bank, right? How long is that, right? Well, how would it be? I'm, uh, that's what, 2006. We graduated. So you're looking at, well, 16 years, right? Uh-huh. 16 years removed from this. So I don't know how the bank industry is now, right? But also, also, upstate New York is a little bit, you know that city that the town was filmed in? Yeah. Like, I don't know. We we, t- we tend to have a good amount of bank robberies for some reason up here, right? right? So when I worked in the bank, they was on some like, I worked in there for a month. In that span of a month, we probably had two like, meetings based on bank robberies and how to behave in a bank robbery and the you know what i'm saying it's like and i wanted to quit i was just like yo this is i'm fresh out of college all my friends were still in college i i just wasn't ready to work so i was like yo i, I told him i was like yo i'm nervous about getting robbed <laughs> like yeah. y'all keep talking about this shit like i, I don't want to work here no more so it's like that and that was my reason i gave him but in her defense i don't know how it is now but a month in, you know what I'm saying? You hearing about getting robbed, getting robbed, getting robbed all the time. You're like, this ain't even my money. Why well, I'm getting guns pointed at my... You know what I'm saying? Like, you start thinking, like, how often... Why are y'all so cool about this? Why is this so cavalier, like a, like a regular thing? You know what I'm saying? So, I, if if her experience was like mine, maybe she just might have been spooked out and him coming in covered up like that just kind of, like, made her go right to that mode because they kind of drill into you this is how it's going to go and to keep your composure, you know what I'm saying? And how to behave and, and what to do and what bills to hand them and blah, 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 blah. So it's like, she might, like I said, I'm, I'm playing hard devil's advocate here, but she just might've been a little spooked out from just the training of the job itself, depending on, she seemed new too, right? You know what I mean? So like I said, if, if it's possible. Um, but also, I feel like Ryan Coogler, if you really felt like that with the money, why wouldn't you go to like a, isn't there like a, I know, don't you go to the desk? Like, you know, them desk when you ain't want to open an account, can't you go to them and do a transaction? You can, but would you, would you have thought to do that if you want your money? 
Wouldn't you just go to, well, to I, I guess, well, you, you can't go to the ATM because it's too much money. That's what I'm saying. And I thought his thing, his whole thing about it was the whole discreet thing was like, I ain't trying to get hemmed up. Like, I don't want nobody, you know what I'm saying? You counting the money right here in front of everybody looks a little nutty. So I would imagine if you go to them and let them know what your situation is and, and just who you are, I'm assuming they can take care of that with a lot more discreetly, right? Especially well, if they, they have yeah, those they, little they, cubicles they, or they have that little, you know what I'm saying? Like, little, or if they have an office, you know what I'm saying? So that's what I would think. Because I've never really had to deal with them unless I was opening an account. That's the only time I deal with those people. But I thought that they did, from what I understood about their job, like I said, I, when I worked there, I thought that they, they have just the same ability that Tele has, if not much more. Yeah, I mean, uh, well, that's interesting. Interesting, because the, the way I thought about it about it is that once it comes to you taking cash out your account, you go to the teller, and I guess that depends on the bank. But there's been times I've worked with the like that that concierge desk type thing you're talking about, mm-hmm. yeah. And then I had to take out whatever amount of money, and they're like, "All right, great, you know that sounds great. This is how I look." And da da da. So all you gotta do is just go to the teller. Uh, you could actually skip the line. I'll send you up there, and then they'll they'll handle the rest. They'll hand you your shit. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. I mean, but I guess that depends on how a particular bank operates, because that desk person will handle the paperwork. But in either case, you want money. You say, I just all I need is cash. I don't need nothing else. I don't want the, the that dude at the desk trying to sell me some mortgage or a retirement yeah, plan. Yeah. Some all extra account. Is, yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> all I want is the money. But I don't. So I I don't need people to know that the dude who directed Black Panther and possibly Black Panther 2 is out here in the middle of Atlanta <laughs> pulling out <laughs> pulling out racks. And that's another I, I can't ignore the, the that the the topic of race though. Yeah, yeah, think, no. You think uh race had anything to do with it? You see a black guy, you know, you described the the mask stuff. He had the covid mask on. He had some shades on. And he's a black man. Do you think he would have been treated any different if he was white? Well, Shorty was black though. Huh? Shorty was black. That called the cops on him. That called that was the teller was black. Well, the, does that matter? I mean, you know black <laughs> racist people. I mean, you know we've been in we've been in circles where people are like, man, I'll tell you something about black people. <laughs> It'd be all black people. I'll I'll say this. I'll say this. Maybe not, because I don't really know black people to rob banks like that. Right. <laughs> I think I think of that as white. Remember white crime? We had an episode called White Crime. Yeah, <laughs> I think bank robberies is a white ass crime. <laughs> oh yeah. That, now, if, that's now true. if it happened outside the bank, I'm like, yo, come on, bro. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Why you roll up on me looking like that outside the bank? <laughs> then, then, yeah, but inside the bank, uh, yeah. <laughs> That's what yeah, happens I mean, in, the I, mo- in the movies. <laughs> yeah, well, what would have happened? I mean, people, you know, people brought... Well, I think people particularly brought, brought up race because of how the police treated him after the fact. Yeah, the police. You know, they came. Yeah. They didn't really check into what was going on. Guns drawn. Right, <laughs> guns drawn. That yeah. shit is crazy. And somehow this bank robber said, I'm going to just wait here for this transaction to, to transpire. <laughs> you know, what, kind of, what the fuck kind of bank robbery is that? <laughs> she's she's taking awfully long. <laughs> Yeah, dude, dude was surprised. And just Ryan Coogler was surprised. Like, hey, whoa, 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 what? Dude, I'm, son, how scared would you be, son? Like, you just like, yo, you're doing the absolute like most upstanding citizen thing that there is to do. You go to the bank to take out money, right? Like, you don't got your shit in the mattress. Like, you know, you know, you're not getting it from some weird dude on some corner or nothing like that. 
you're go you're getting your money out of your account with your ID and you that tied to <laughs> all your information. And then this lady's taking long. First, you probably pissed off at that, but like, oh, this lady's a doofus. And then you turn around, you see guns drawn on you. Like that's crazy. And I, I don't know if that would happen to a white dude. I, yeah, I any part not. of that? I, I don't. I don't think so, man. I, I think that. Um, so let, let, let's acknowledge. I think we would agree that it is a strange way to request money, but also it's not a, a typical amount of money. So I think you one or the other. I think if you're gonna do the note, lose the mask. If you're gonna do the mask, lose the note. Right? <laughs> like you know, how you ever be somewhere and you be like, I'm 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 too black for this. <laughs> like, I can't. I can't get away with this right now. <laughs> yeah, that's all. Let me let me just make it more comfortable before I just, everybody starts jumping to conclusions here. I think that's you got to like. I don't know, and I'm not saying that Ryan Coogler should have done that because I don't think he should have experienced what he experienced. But I just think my thought would have been like, nah, I'm not, I'm light skinned but I'm too black for this. <laughs> like, yeah. it ain't gonna it ain't gonna work. Yeah. I, I think they would have because I I think it's a it was. In the moment, for the bank teller, maybe a confusing thing, and then yeah. I think it was a white dude to be like, "Uh, let me see my manager. I, I just don't understand what's happening right now." <laughs> exactly. Go to a manager, and but that's what she, I thought. Yeah, I, I thought that cops. was a procedure. Like, why would you? I, that's what I would assume the procedure would have been. You know what I'm saying? But also, I can't speak for what she thought in the moment, right? Like, out of yeah. fight or flight, like so. Well, the um, procedure is you get a dude his money. You check, oh, this is your account. You whatever, however they verify it, type in your PIN, um, ID, give me a debit card, whatever it is that, you know, all right, we verify your identity. We verify that this stuff is yours. We verify that you actually have that amount of money in your, your account. Here is your money. That That's usually, uh, you know, I, I bought a house. I had to get, get money for the down payment. I bought a car. So I've had mm-hmm. to take out sums of money. I don't know if I've ever have, had to take out 10000 but, you know, I've taken out a, a few thousand before at a time. And is that straight? That's just the procedure. And, you know, the first time I ever did it, it was like, that, that's it? Y'all don't, y'all don't need to know social? Nah, you just, all right, so just swipe your debit card right there, type in your pen. All right, no doubt. How much you want? Not what denominations? Da, da, da. And... You know, and I don't want to say much out loud. I, I just give them a nod. That's that. That'll be fine, right there, man. Just, <laughs> and then they've tried to hand me the cash, just like that. Just slide it under the window. I'm like, can you put that in the envelope, please? So I, that, I guess that's why I could relate to him. And I feel as if, yeah, maybe it's a strange way to re- request it. Not strange in the, in the sense that he's wrong for doing doing that, but strange in the sense that's not something you see every day. Yeah. And. Uh, I think that all he needed was the, the benefit of the doubt, or at least somebody said, "You're just saying I just don't understand this. I want us. I want to do right by you. So just I need help understanding this because I'm new. And I think that if he weren't black, I think he he would have you know gotten the benefit of the doubt. You know, granted you know he was wearing shades and shit, but yeah. No, I was gonna say you know the funny thing is is I think they both was nervous of the same thing. And you got two nervous people, two people nervous of getting robbed, right? Like he's he's worried about who's, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm, I've I've heard I don't like like the the dude Terrence J from 106 and Park. Yeah. Like I heard niggas followed him home to try to rob him. You know That's what I'm saying? Crazy. Like <laughs> so, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm sure if you in industry circles, you probably hear some crazy stories, right? And so he's nervous about who knew he came here, who could watch him, who's looking at him. She's nervous about someone sticking a gun in her face and some crazy shit happening, and they both. 
I, I won't say they both. She she's definitely in the wrong, but um I guess it just ended much but but it ended bad, but it could have ended much worse. So yeah. shout out to Ryan Coogler for handling himself properly in that situation. Um shit. Well, see. real quick, and he directed Fruitvale Station. I I leave he it did. at that. <laughs> it, it almost became Fruitvale Station. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Oh, uh, man, Keith. How you re, uh, How you re- reacting to these gas prices, man? You still work from home? Yeah, I still work from home. So I'll be honest, oh, man. They, they, they don't hit me that much. Yeah. I, I would say that they hit me in the sense of because I would fill up, fill up today and then I might fill up again in like a couple of weeks. But mm-hmm. the, the, the speed at which they're changing, it's fast. Like even this, you know, I, I've heard from people who commute every day. But when you check in every couple of weeks, so you last time I filled up, it was like three something. Then I come back and it's like 420. <laughs> then it's like, yo, what in the world world has happened? I remember in in the right around the crash, the the the, the economic crash or whatever, mm-hmm. the you know gas is like two something. I'm like, man, it, it's rising. If it, it's impossible to get the three dollars, like it's, it can't happen. Like it's too much. Like that's just not how this type of thing works. It went over three dollars, and I feel like like now I'm experiencing that kind of thing. It's just that I don't have to drive as much, and I have no choice. I gotta fill my tank. I gotta make doctor's appointments and take my son places and shit and but shit man this shit is it's economically is just bananas <laughs> no it is it's rough bro and it's like because everything's expensive everything's more expensive bro just the, the groceries right just the fucking gas everything clothes like it's it's <laughs> uh, it's, it's it's nuts man you gotta you gotta hustle hard out here because it's, <laughs> it's, I don't know, man. I, I don't know how some people are doing it, bro, to be honest with you. And then the fact that people don't want to work, that plus some places can't find people, to, enough people to work, like, that's nuts, bro. Like, <laughs> I was at Burger King and the shit, like, you know, it said, oh, uh, you know, it says your, your, on the screen how much your total comes up to. And then it comes up, uh, you could be earning money right now. <laughs> Apply now. And I'm just like, damn. At this screen? Yeah. <laughs> right at the drive through Y'all hit me with this shit? But it's there. They, they need help. Yeah, they man. It, it's there. insane. Yeah, like the, uh, you know, you, you know of the, we, we know of the concept of supply and demand. If there's not a supply of something and the demand is high, then the shit gets more expensive. But, mm-hmm. like, I've never heard it, heard it spoken of, like, in terms of labor, like, of people working. So this is yeah, really right. that shit. Like, people are, even, you know, people are getting paid more. That weren't getting paid as much before. Uh, the, the, the people came to fix the crib. Said, like, "Oh, uh, by the way, we're raising our prices." I'm like, "Why?" He said, "Oh, well, you know, the cost of labor is going up." I've never heard that term before. The cost of labor. I'm like, "You do the work <laughs> for a certain price, and you make money. So why, why would you? you know, how could you just come and say, oh, well, it's just going up? That's it. The cost of labor.'" He said, and you mean cost of, li- cost of living? <laughs> said, no, labor, bro. Like, I'm t- t- today's price is not yesterday's price. <laughs> Word up. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's, yeah, no, nah, but it is, but it's everything, bro. It's like, because think about it, like, everything goes up. Like, I do, I, I sell shit on eBay. Gas prices going up. You think shipping prices ain't going to creep up? <laughs> you think everything you know what I'm saying like everybody trying to raise their prices up like so you gotta raise with it or you gonna or you gonna cut into your profit margin yeah man and like, then a lot of people just taking advantage of it a lot of people was like yo if everything's going up you know it don't cost me more to do business today than it did yesterday but people are just seeing everything else go up why not you know what I mean like why not raise my prices a little yeah I mean it's, 
everything's going up, man. Today, I went with my sister-in-law to go buy a car, and we're trying to haggle with the dude. He said, nope. <laughs> that's it. That's it. No, that's it. He was saying, right. you know, dude just wasn't budging. He said, "Listen, I mean, you know, it is, it is what it is. There's a, there's a shortage of cars, so there's a higher demand of used cars. So therefore, and then we're paying a premium for cars and all this economic shit that, you know, you take economics when you're 18 years old." And you're like, I'm not going to use this shit. I'm glad I passed the class. I don't need to know economics. I ain't no fucking banker. And then next thing you know, you need to do. You need to know economics. The shit is crazy. Yo, when you told me that story off air, you didn't. I was like, you, you was like, yeah, I went, I went with her. And I'm like, I'm thinking in my head, why? And I'm like, yo, the haggling shit? You're like, yeah, the haggle. You ain't telling me you failed at haggling. Yo, son, I don't think, no. He, like, usually because they... You like salespeople. The same thing happened with the house. Salespeople are usually, uh, you know, nervous about losing the sale. They're like, "All right, man, I can work with you." What, like, what can you do? Like, you know. But nah, he said, "Nah, I'm good, bro." <laughs> like, oh, you don't want it? All right. Y'all yeah, wasting my time right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Y'all wasting my time right now. While the dude's feet is in one of them foot massages, just chilling. Like, no, just no urgency. He's like, all right, bet then. Go ahead. Yo, it was crazy, yo. And the same thing happened with the house. There's no haggling. Like, we were talking to our realtor, and it's like, uh, yeah, like, they, they listed the house for this much. Uh, can we go in, like, try to go under a little bit and just see if what they would do for us? He said, nope, it ain't happening. Like it's just no, they're not happening. In fact, what whatever they listed for, you gotta you gotta bid for more than that money. I'm like, yo, man, this shit is crazy. This COVID economy is rough. That's why Kim Kardashian said, "Get your fucking ass up and work." <laughs> it seems like nobody <laughs> wants to work these days, man. Tell them, Kim, <laughs> Kim Kardashian, the court backlash for uh, her comments coming out telling women. <laughs> that they need to work. We focus on the positive. We work our asses off. If that's what you think, then sorry. We just don't have the energy for that. We don't have to to sing or dance or act just to live our lives. And hey, we made it. I don't know what to tell you. It was some of the backlash that she caught to it. You know what I mean? Um, I'm sorry. Was some of the uh, was was the quote that she made? And some of the backlash that she caught was like people like yo, you you <laughs> are leaving out the fact that you made a sex tape, dude. <laughs> you know what I'm saying like and that shit kind of uh propelled you however I do feel like Kim Kardashian works I, I'm not here to you know what I'm saying All right get at her Kim Kardashian and the fact that she made a sex tape I mean there's a lot of women who you know, use their sexuality to work I don't think she made the sex tape to profit off of it you know what I'm saying like I think she made lemon out of lemonade I'm uh, sorry lemonade out of lemons yeah. but um yeah I, and I think her advice is valid it's just she just seems, she's an easy target. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yo, you, you dog. It's our social media uh, culture. Like, you can say something, so you go ahead and say something. So the social media culture mixed with just the polit- politicization of everything. Like, anything could be politicized. A vaccine was politicized. How, mm-hmm. think about that shit. The vaccine became a political issue. That's insane, and it became out of control. So now, when Kim Kardashian says shit like that, it's like, oh well, you're, you know, your daddy's this privileged, and you had a sex tape, and that's all you did. And she did, you know, she she worked her ass off. 
after the sex tape. I mean, now she can't pretend as if she's starting. She has the same starting point as a lot of other people. Even before the sex tape, she was doing really well just mm-hmm. in life. So, you know, but at the same time, because it's her, you can't just dismiss the entire message. They're making it sound as if... I heard one commentator pretty much uh, interpret it as if she's saying that, oh, you know, ladies is just being lazy or whatever. And I don't... I didn't listen to the whole quote, but it was... I don't think that's what she was saying. She's just saying, yo, put in that work. Like, work. You want you want something? Go to work. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And (laughs) I think it's that politicization of stuff where, uh, you know... Before, if she released something like that and there was no social media, social media wasn't as big as it was, mm-hmm. I think it would just be like, uh, you know, I, I don't think she knows what a, a normal woman's life is like, but point taken. I, I see where she's coming from. But now it's like, nope. Well, actually, let me tell you about the history of the motherfucking this and this person in 1830 said this and you mm-hmm. don't know what you're talking about. And it's like, right, okay, man, I get it. You're good at Google. <laughs> and also you you say behind the, the protection of a computer screen or a phone screen right you don't right. have to look her in the face and tell her yo she don't grind or she suck dick for money you know what I'm saying like you can say whatever the fuck you want to say about her because she you know what I mean she, she ain't no backlash coming to you and it's but but at the end of the day she's she's like alright take my advice or leave it like <laughs> then you know what I'm saying I'm a billion up like you know what I'm saying I ain't worried about it and I feel like to spend more time hating on her as opposed to even discussing the message, right? Let's if, if we're gonna have a discourse about it, discuss the message. No, don't kill the the messenger. You know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, there's a lot of chicks who suck dick on camera that ain't got a billion dollars. <laughs> like, yeah, you know mean, what I'm saying? And and <laughs> a, a lot. Lawrence Fishburne's daughter. You haven't heard of her? True. Yeah, everything they just disappeared. Her. A lot of people's daughters. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, um. But Keith, man, I know we tight on time, so I got a couple sports stories, man, that we could hit in a sports-themed half. You heard. Uh, first up, your man Calvin Ridley, bro, got suspended for the whole season for gambling in these streets. Gambling on NFL games, and he's an NFL player. Let's yes, try. yes. He's, sure he's, he would have been in the clear had he bet on strictly other games. I think he bet on his team, actually, to win, um, along with other NFL games as well. Right. And that's against the NFL rules, so uh, that's where he made his mistake. But I think you might see a lot more of this, too, in, in coming up, because gambling is – every commercial you see is what? Caesar Sportsbook? Uh, yep. Kings, you know what I'm saying? MGM. So it's like it's it's it, it, the players are surrounded by it. <laughs> they they looking at the same shit that we seeing. You know what I'm saying? So it's like it's it's gonna be something that I think they're gonna have to keep a, a hard eye on. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we can't forget about that that NBA referee who bet on games. Now that's a lot worse because he's a referee and he could, in many ways, controls the destiny of of games. But mm-hmm. um, still, that that's out there. So you know, did, did he was, bet on games he officiated? I think so, but the Tim Donahue thing was so long ago. I don't know the details of it, but he bet okay. on games like full stop. So yeah, um, yeah. I mean, 
I mean, it was just, I mean, I don't, like you, it's against the rules. The unfortunate thing is that it's so easy to, to the gambling thing now is just so easy to, easy to do. You don't have to go down to some, you don't have to go down to OTB or to, to the Vegas Strip or nothing like that to gamble. You could literally be in your crib mm-hmm. in some random state where it's not that's not famous for gambling but you have an app so you could go ahead and, and gamble on the game and he only put up a thousand dollars i can afford a thousand dollars you know what i'm saying like on a good week where like eating's not important but i could just put the money up and, and gamble it <laughs> so if this dude's a, a millionaire but he misses out on a whole year's salary now off of a thousand dollars it's like <laughs> it's like yo you could have <laughs> You could have just had your homeboy do it for you. Yeah. And, and you know what the, the point is, I guess, in the $1,000 thing is how easy it is. He's just I'm just put this little pocket change up uh, yeah. for some fun bet on my game. And I wonder if he knew what he was really doing, like how serious. Also, we should point out was. he did it during a mental health break that he was taking from the team. Right. Uh, that mean, like, I don't know if – I don't know how the NFL works. I know they got a lot of eyes on their players. I would imagine – if you're taking something like a mental health break as opposed to like a my my bone is broken, they keep an eye on you pretty closely. Like, what the fuck is this nigga doing? Yeah, it um, reminds me of like if you go on family leave from work, like mm-hmm. they 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 keep an eye on you if it looks like you want to go on to the Bahamas or some shit. Yeah, you posting on Facebook, look at you know acting crazy and shit. Right. <laughs> um, Keith, have you heard Tom Brady reneges on his retirement uh, announcement? Yeah, man, that that shook up the world. And I feel as if, like, that d- makes the whole retirement thing less exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. There's something about it that just, it was pretty cool to, you know, the GOAT and all these tributes and shit. Then it's like four weeks later, it's like, all right, those was jokes. <laughs> I was fooling y'all. <laughs> it was weird. Like, I, I don't know how to feel about that. Like, the Jordan things, like, he retired for real. Then he said, I'm back. Like, it had weight, for, weight on it. But... The Tom Brady thing, like, it'd have been dope if you waited till like right before training camp or something like that to announce it, right? Yeah, it was so close to, yeah. <laughs> I, I agree with that. It's like he like faking your funeral. It's like faking your death and attending your own funeral. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and like, yeah, attending the funeral with your jersey on, where it's like there's no even there's no mystique on it. Like it's just, oh, there, there he goes right there. Like, that's him. <laughs> You know, this dude doesn't even have a disguise or shades on. This dude is just right here showing off in his own funeral. And, uh, you know. It, and then, like, uh, along those lines, just as far as, like, me feeling stuff about football and people trying to make comebacks, I saw Colin Kaepernick doing, like, a workout video or whatever. And I'm like, man, I'm not excited about this. <laughs> I, I don't know what the opposite of excited is. And my vocabulary ain't that big, but I'm just like, you know, I, I I admire what he did, and I I like what he's doing in his post career. But I don't know, something about just something about this part of me doesn't want to see Colin Kaepernick come back at this point. Mm-hmm. So at the time, I wanted him to come back, but at this point, I I just wonder. You know, he's looking a little chunkier and stuff. You know, age age. You know, no matter how great a shape you in, you get a little beefier. It might not be fat, but it'll just a little heft on you. Um, and have you, I mean, that was my next, have you heard actually with Colin Kaepernick, he's actually lobbying to return to the NFL, like for real, for real. And he has his eyes set on the Seahawks, um, for some reason, I don't know, because they traded Russ or whatever the case may be, but he's making a big push to try to try out for the Seahawks. 
I guess this is a good time for you know. I guess you might as well see see what you could, what you could get. Like I think people are more sympathetic to um, how he was not the way he way he expressed himself, but what he was expressing. People uh, in the NFL, the, the the establishment in the NFL is more sympathetic to that message right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody else receiving a lot of sympathy from the NFL is your man Deshaun Watson. Uh, you're also receiving that sympathy from uh, the legal system. Had all them charges dropped. <laughs> um, still facing civil uh, civil case, I think. But uh, not only had the, the charges dropped, but also received a crazy contract uh, from the Cleveland Browns, right? <laughs> they yeah. said uh, they, they passed on your man. And, what's your, what's oh Baker Mayfield? I keep I, I keep want to call him Johnny Manziel for some reason. <laughs> nah, he passed on, well then Manziel played for the the Browns and he has yeah, yeah. Manziel swag, right? Aren't they both short <laughs> quarterbacks and they just kind of kind of fast? They have yeah. personality, all that type of stuff. Scrappy, <laughs> yeah, scrappy. What they what they call white athletes. <laughs> Uh, um, but yeah, they gave him a guaranteed five-year, two hundred and thirty million dollar contract. <laughs> yeah, my man Deshaun Watson just last year was looking like Bill Cosby. <laughs> they just yeah, comes back and has to yeah. gets the craziest contract. So for, first Ever. thing I'll, I'll say about the football part of it is that you remember I don't think I've ever said it in this podcast, but you know I got this theory. I don't. It's not really a theory, but it's more of like a thing that I have where where back in the day I was like, man, I can't. Wait till this person drops out. I'm usually somebody who's just come out of some kind of a controversy, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, remember I said, man, when Kobe comes, you know, depending on what happens with his case in, in Colorado, he's going to kill him. And whoever came from what, you know, Snoop Dogg be the case, comes back with some crazy album. R. Kelly. And I, R, R, I didn't want to mention it, but yes, R. Kelly. <laughs> uh, before we fully understood, we were kids, so we didn't fully understand it. But I'm like, yeah, R. Kelly's in court. I don't even know what he was in court for, but I'm like, it sounds pretty bad. Mm-hmm. And when he comes back, is our album's going to be crazy. And his album had critical acclaim, I think it was TP2 on them things he came back with. And uh, so I feel like Deshaun Watson is going to play his ass off. I suspect he's he's working very hard behind the scenes. Now, to the legal part of it, you know, People chastise the media a lot for painting a certain picture of people. Now, the media delivers information to me, so I don't I don't have anything else. So I'll say this. What I've heard in the media is that he's hired multiple massage therapists. Mm-hmm. And he's had and what the allegations are is that he had sex in in the you know, under nefarious circumstances with a lot of massage therapists. And what his legal team said is that, yes, he had sex with a massage therapist. I'm like, what? Like, Jesus Christ, man. You got to, if you're that rich, you at least got to, I don't know, man. I don't know who's on his team. <laughs> Where it's just like, yo, after like the third one, it's like, yo, bro, like you got, you might want to consider just maybe sticking with these two or three foot like a while before you start hiring more because this is weird man like what's happening well that's i think that's what fucked him up maybe it worked with the first two or three he's that word this is what the industry is like okay you don't i mean listen i i got friends man i i'm in the streets i know what's what and i've never heard i haven't let me say this i haven't heard of many massage therapists i mean scratch that so there are there are people who you could hire private to give massages. Um, mm-hmm. 
and more than massages, but I've never heard of them being licensed massage therapists and athletic trainers and shit. Yeah. Right? Usually people go to some parlor that has mad posters on the window so that you can't see through it that requires you to bu- be buzzed in to get that kind of treatment. And he's just hiring a massage therapist. So it's kind of the whole thing is the story as I'm getting it stinks. Yo, and, I'll say this though, real uh-huh. quick. I went on a Tinder date with a massage with a chick who said she she does massages. I guess you know, like professionally. Um, and she said like a lot of dudes are creepy with that type of shit. Like they'll 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 try, or they'll just get like a random boner in the middle of the massage. You know what I'm saying? Or like just she's had some bad experiences. So I don't know if maybe that's just because Peyton yeah. Manning right got caught up, and that wasn't a massage dude. That was like an athletic trainer. Like you know what I'm saying? Like officially, so. Maybe there's something about the job that some people, because it involves touching, that some people just can't handle it. You know what I'm saying? Like the normal per- a normal person knows this is inappropriate behavior for that point in time, but I think there's just some people who just don't a- a- associate. They just can't associate a woman touching them with it not being sexual, and then they just don't know how to behave. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I guess that that makes sense. Uh, you know, it's, it's not. I, I'm, but I'll tell you, man. The story is just strange. Yeah, it's it, strange. And maybe I'm probably just ignorant to this this aspect of massage therapy. But uh, if for nothing else, the optics of it. You can't hire. Isn't isn't the number like twenty something? Oh, oh, it's in the twenties, right? Something like that. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of chicks it, that accuse them. <laughs> it, it's the, it's just the process of it, man. This is not you went to twenty parties or you went to. You know how many ever part? This is like you hired twenty something different massage therapists. This is just when you have a and it seems predatory. Like that, yeah, it seems predatory. Yeah, like, it seems predatory. Mm-hmm. It seems so calculated. I yeah, don't know I'm gonna get them alone. Like it's, it's like it's like it's like why sexual harassment's terrible in the workplace because it's not a bar. She has to come there to work to earn a living. And right. now you're turning it into an atmosphere where now she feels uncomfortable. It's like he went a whole step and took it to a point where now she's in a compromised position because she's alone, possibly in your quarters. You know what I'm saying? So it's it, there's something there. I'm not. Gonna, I look at him definitely in a different light, but whatever his he maybe he's just a smooth criminal, right? Like Mike said, because it wasn't able to hold up in court, right? Well, there's definitely something there. The question is, is it nefarious? And and that's the thing. But the fact that there's something there, and I'm not even going to talk about the nefarious part. What I'm talking about now is just, man, what are you doing? <laughs> like, 20-something yeah, yeah, massage yeah. therapists, and, and you, you had prof- sex with, you know, mm-hmm. let's say let's say you had sex with seven. That's a lot. I'm, yeah, and yeah. I'm just, oh, oh so, and I, that's not even, like, necessarily penetration or oral, any, oral anything like that. I'm just talking about just acts, like, you know, even French kissing, like if you you said that like seven of them, it's like I don't know, bro. Like this, something doesn't seem right to me. Then he might. And you're like me, a, you're a celebrity, like and you know, yeah. like he's he's a decent looking dude, right? He's a good looking guy. Like you're a celebrity, you'd imagine you get a lot thrown at. You have like a massage fetish, like you know what I'm saying? Because it's like he could go to any to a party, right? And leave <laughs> and pull. You know what I'm saying? Pull as many chicks as you. You're fucking quarterback of the fucking Houston Texans. I heard though, and I don't know how true this is, that he 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 had beef with the Texans because remember he had wanted to get traded. I guess when uh, certain people were getting traded away or whatever, mm-hmm. um, he had requested a trade, 
And they was like, well, we just, you know, we're not about to let you go. You're locked in. You know what I'm saying? So, so um, then he went on TaskRabbit and just hired mad massage therapists? Nah, I think they already knew he was funny style. They knew something was up. They knew there was smoke there. Mm-hmm. And I think it was on some, like, blackmail type shit. Like, yo, we're just going to make you, t- if you don't come and play for it, we're going to make you toxic. Like, we right. got information on you. We got dirt on you, doggy. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> and I think that's what, I, I don't know. Whatever it was, like I said, it couldn't hold up in court. But, uh, and, and, and apparently if that was their strategy, it didn't work. Cause he came out the other end of it, um, with the biggest contract in, in NFL history. <laughs> but, um, but there's something there, like you said, and it's something to like squint your eyes at and wonder, <laughs> wonder, but I mean, it's hope. Like, like, right. Like what did, what did Trevor Noah say this week about Kanye? He's like, I said, cancel Kanye, not cancel him. Right. Don't, we don't necessarily have to cancel Deshaun Watson. He might just need some a talking to, you know, and then professionally. Yeah. And figure, Speaking figure of Kanye, of man, Jesus Christ. I mean, did, uh, I, I'm going to do it for you, man. Did I know dude, Kanye <laughs> is wilding? Do we talk about him? No, I don't think because I, we spoke about him. but We spoke about the said. documentary. We spoke about the documentary. We spoke a little bit about what he was doing. We haven't fully well delved into like the, the music video and the text thread back and forth between him and Pete. Um, yeah. Well, I'll just mention this, man. The, 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 it's very Trump-like. Like just the beefing with random... He's just making people enemies. Like they're like, (laughs) yeah, just like comedians, like Pete Davidson, Trevor Noah, D.L. Hewley. I mean, like Jesus Christ, man. Like, (laughs) and I know we we talked about, you know, maybe needs help. He's having a moment, like, you know, just. But man, it's, it's, bananas. Yeah, here's the thing too, though. That I mean, his behavior is weird in the sense that it's super dangerous, right? It's making your ex-wife feel uncomfortable. That's we can't just let that slide without somebody mentioning it. Um, and then, and I guess for him to attack people that want to bring it up is it doesn't help him out. But the thing about it that I think a lot of people don't get, and I would have never gotten if I didn't have a personal relationship with someone that suffered from apparently what they think he might have is just bipolar. With bipolar, bro, it's like you you look at it and you step back and you're like, does this person really suffer from being a dickhead? And that's right. kind of what the disease is. Like, you kind of suffer from being a dickhead. <laughs> and it's like, and I think to just cancel him and, and, and lose stuff, maybe that's what he, maybe that's what his, his language, right? He understands, oh, we'll take this away from you. We'll take that away from you. We'll take your exposure away. We'll take some money away. Maybe that's what gets him to react. But I think it's a kind of a dangerous place where we just cancel people that more than likely are is suffering from some type of mental illness. Of yeah. some sort. Now that that does not give them a pass, or anybody that suffers from that a pass to just do whatever the fuck they want. Like, and there should be consequences, and whether they grasp those consequences or not, they still need to suffer them. Um, but I also think, uh, I mean, like I said, maybe I just look at it from more of a compassionate eye because of what my relationship with that particular um, disease. That it's it's you suffer from dickheadism, and yeah, <laughs> is you just don't know how to behave. And also the existence of a billion dollars on a social media account with a million followers probably amplifies that, you know, you know, perhaps if he was in private, he would probably just kind of piss off a, a small circle of people who really love him and, and are going to support him through through moments like that. And the, 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 like, there's so many twists and turns to bipolar, but the real fucked up part about it is he's 500 times more creative not on that medication 
Like his right. mind is like his he sees colors. You know what I'm saying? I'm sorry, he sees music and color. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Not on that. They put him on that shit and everything's gray. Everything. Crazy. And it's like, I don't want that. I don't, you know what I'm saying? So, um, but once again, you don't give you a pass to act like a dickhead. And even the the whole TikTok thing, right? Like, y'all y'all are billionaires, right? And uh, you know, I can see why he doesn't want his daughter, right? Uh, who she's worth a ton of money, right? Right? At, at, at whatever to be used by corporations or singing a song, right? She's singing somebody's song, giving that person pub, right, for free. You know what I'm saying? And now she just becomes a kind of like a likeness and an image, right? As opposed to just being a kid. But then it's like that's also her daughter. How you gonna who a mom doesn't put her kid on social media? You know what I'm saying? Like like dads put their kid on social. You know what I'm saying? Like how you gonna tell the mom that she can't put her own like that's because that I get it. That's your kid, Kanye, but it's also her kid, right? And maybe she's not making the best financial choice, or in what you what you look at as maybe ex, being exploitation. She's also a human being that wants to fucking post her kid on social media, right? <laughs> like, is she, you know what I'm saying? So it's 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 a catch twenty two. Yeah, and I, and also I think he's trying to uh, claim some level of power, which guys do sometimes. Yeah, people yeah, do yeah. it, but you know, guys are kind of notorious for it, like trying to anywhere we could grab some level of like power mm-hmm. to, to call your own. I think it it feels like that. It feels like he's. Yeah. he's grasping for something like that you don't put my daughter on tiktok that's it and it's like the story nope right <laughs> yeah women do it too women do it too but nah i get exactly that's exactly what he's doing right now you know right. what i'm saying like yo yo oh i can't I, I y'all tell me when i can show up to the party y'all don't want to tell me the address you know what i'm saying now i'm gonna make a power play and i'm gonna do yeah it's, it's cornball shit though at the end of the day and it's not helping him out i guess if this goes left legally so you mm-hmm. know what i mean um Shout out to Kim though. She's been she's been I guess in in the public light at least not really getting too wild with it, right? Not really feeding into. It. I mean, she went on Ellen and niggas head probably exploded having to <laughs> hear about Pete Davidson getting tattoos and he's has Kim branded on him. But that's also her just living her life, like, you know what I'm saying? So Wait, Pete Davidson has Kim branded on him? Yeah, I guess in that picture that he sent Kanye in the bed. It's like a, a you can see it. You, I think it's visible. But yeah, he has a brand that says Kim. Yeah, I don't believe uh, Pete's trying to troll Kanye, but man, that's a a massive <laughs> inadvertent troll. Like that's that hits at the heart, bro. Where? <laughs> what do you? How do you come back from that, man? Um, man, real quick before we get out of here, bro. Uh, your man LeBron James. Have you heard Keith uh, Pascal Malone to be the number two scorer of all time in the NBA? Uh, what do you think about LeBron's legacy where it stands at this point? I think that, uh, you know, I hope he plays for, for as long as he can, but his post-retirement's going to be, people are really going to be able to look back at his career. And, um, like, this season is just a blip. They're doing terrible. And mm-hmm. I think this will just be considered the, the, the rust season. And only sports, like the professional sports <laughs> journal, germ, journalists is going to, like, in five years, Mm-hmm. I think just them will uh, remember this. We'll remember all the the really cool things he did, uh, and we'll forget seasons like this because they're just blips. Like he's had so many successful seasons. Even his losing seasons were, you know, and that's going back to when he was a rookie. Even his losing seasons seasons were incredible. And he's thirty seven years old now, so 
to still be doing that is bananas. I think the best that the 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 finals he lost is the first one when when um Kelly Olenek ripped off uh um Kevin Love's shoulder Kevin and then Kyrie yeah. just um his body crumbled or like it did at, does at times. Mm-hmm. And uh it was just LeBron. It was LeBron and uh what's the what's the the white Australian dude? Um Oh shit. The scrappy. <laughs> that's the scrappy. Like scrappy, when you look up scrappy bro. <laughs> that's little scrappy himself, man. That's little scrappy himself. That man is that man is Kobe Covington, Wes Welker, and uh what's a, what's another scrappy? <laughs> like there's all of them in one. Like that's and Rudy just con- Oh, Matthew Della Vadova. That Della, dude Delhi. That was the second best player on the team. And they took the the Golden State Warriors at the time, the best offense, you know, probably not the best, but certainly the best offense that year. Like that was before Dame Lillard, Lillard and all these dudes are shooting from the logo. Like we've never seen one person do it, much less two dudes do it. And then Draymond Green could D up any damn body. And so mm-hmm. can Andre Iguodala and mad tall dudes who could dribble the ball. And this dude, LeBron, it was just him. And that was the one time I said, yo, they lost, but man, he he needs the MVP. I ain't never seen a performance like that, ever. It also depends what next season goes, right? Because if, if you end your career on just losing seasons like this one, that's not going to be great, right? I mean, even with all the greatness. It's not going to be great. Kobe did. A, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true, too. And with him, oh, yeah, and, 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 his, and his his passing notwithstanding, like he, he, even immediately after his his playing career was done, immediately after that season was irrelevant. Nobody even talks about that season. The only thing they talk about from that season, I think, it was a sixty point game. His last game, yeah, I was Toronto, gonna say because he ended that. La- but was it because he ended the last game on that such a high note that we just kind of was like, all right, that cancels out. You know what I mean? The guy can because because he went into that with the Achilles, right, and right. hit. Two free throws with a with broken, you know what I'm saying? With a with a torn Achilles, hit the two free throws and then walked off. And then you know what I mean, came back was still broken, but blah blah blah. But then ended with such a dope game. I don't think we could take none away from LeBron. I think the stats are gonna last longer than the memories of the games. But I think it'll put a weird taste in your mouth if it ends on that, especially because his last chip was the Corona season. Like you won the championship when nobody cared about it. Right when everything uh-huh. else in the world was more about, not we don't say not not didn't care about it, but it wasn't the most important thing in the world. I should say. Well, yeah, mm-hmm. but it was the Corona season at the time. But now it's just, it was when you think back to it, it's just a see. Maybe yeah, maybe you could say yeah, it's the bubble season. It was, you know, it was the, when the pandemic hit. But I think yeah. now we've been living with the pandemic for two years. I think it's just the season, like COVID. To say that these are you know, this is the COVID month. We used to have the COVID month. Oh, this is the you know, we was in a month in uh, in in uh in quarantine but now it's like yeah. we just spent two two and a half years in quarantine it's like well that's just life mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying that's true yeah so. yeah it's all about how history we remember it man but uh man always a pleasure rocking with you keith man another episode in the books brother uh where can my people find you at on social media instagram me my underscore 35 of course, you can find your man DJ Playboy on Instagram at Plickapeezy, P-L-I-C-C-A-P-E-E-Z-Y. Uh, also, you can check me out on Twitter at DJ Playboy. Uh, follow Perfect Talk uh, Podcast on Instagram at Perfect Talk Radio. Um, and then check out the website, www.perfecttalkpodcast.com. For every episode of the Perfect Talk Podcast, my radio show, uh, The Night Shift, and the radio show I do with my brother, uh, DJ Show, Money Talks Radio. 
Um, also, check out every episode of Perfect Talk Podcast on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, uh, iHeartRadio, Spotify. Um, just make sure you search Perfect Talk Radio and uh, we should pop right up. You know what I mean? You know how we do things. Uh, leave a rating, leave a like, leave a review wherever you're looking at us at. Um, because the algorithm loves that check us out on youtube as well um just search uh perfect talk podcast got a couple episodes up on there some like clips so make sure you check that out and show some love to that as well uh keith man i think i know you might go with this one but i know you've been watching a lot of television uh what have you been watching lately brother well atlanta's out but brand new fresh out the box right you know straight out the, the frying pan into the fire that's dope. You know, I was, we were wait, we were all waiting for that. But, man, I'm late to the party, party, but that Bel Air is something else, bro. That Bel Air, like, people said it was good. Mm-hmm. But me, you know, and oftentimes when people do that, it's kind of like, what what movie was like that? Like, uh, I can't even think. Like, there's a bunch of movies like that and shows like that. But people's like, yo, that shit is crazy. It's bananas and all this type of stuff. But, man, Bel Air. Oversell it, man. This this yeah. Bel Air was better than I even thought. Even with the hype, better than that, man. Like that shit is, the acting is crazy. Like Will Smith wasn't like a, you know, he's not he's not like a, he's strong, but he's not dying. He ain't no Daniel Day Lewis, if, if, that, if that makes sense. But this kid that they got here, man, that dude, he could throw down, man. Uncle Phil could throw down. Mm. The acting shit, the new the new Uncle Phil, I mean. Everybody just throwing down. The shit got fancy camera work. Um, I, I know for a fact, as soon as I seen the actor dribbling the ball, because Will Smith's supposed to be like this five-star recruit coming out of high school, the character in the show. But I seen mm-hmm. the dude dribble the ball twice, and I was like, oh, he the actor, that actor don't play ball. I was like, I know that dude don't play ball, man. That's... Uh, you know, if if you're a baller and you know you playing ball, you in high school, and then one of the you know the soccer soccer practice let out, and a few of them want to come play uh, pickup, and you know you know the difference between the soccer dudes and the basketball dudes just by the way they their swag on the court. And this kid, I, I could tell that he doesn't play basketball, but they did what they can, and despite that, you know the shit looking the shitty looking basketball man, that shit is man. What they did with Jeffrey. Man, they made this dude Jeffrey into Chris Partlow from The Wire. Real talk. <laughs> Crazy, man. Yo, people need to see that shit. I gotta check it out, man. I'm I'm late to, I'm later to the party than you are, but I'm gonna check it out because um it's 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 I could tell from the the group chat that y'all like it, you know what I mean? So I'm gonna check it out because y'all usually when y'all like something, it usually goes that way. Y'all y'all not the oversellers, you know what I mean? So Man, and the dope um, thing is that they don't pretend the show doesn't pretend that they didn't remake a show. Like you'll see them put little shit in there, like to be like, yeah, "Listen, this is a remake." Like, yeah, and Easter we're not eggs, ignoring right? it. Yeah, <laughs> I heard that. Um, because I watched the interview the homeboy did with the Breakfast Club, so definitely he, he mentioned that like there's little there's little throwbacks, little you know what I'm saying to the original show, little themes, um, Easter eggs I should say uh, that go back to what they. Stuff that they did in the previous one, so that's dope. And uh, Jazzy Jeff actually had a Breakfast Club interview too, where he was talking about it because he does a podcast, I guess, that recaps or not yeah. even a recap. I guess they don't like to call it, think of it as a recap show, but basically, yeah, it talks about the episodes and um, they they touch on different subjects and I guess they they have conversations spur off from that. But um, yeah, so I I gotta check that Peacock, right? Peacock, yeah. And by the way, man, show shows like. The, the actual shows doing their own podcast is genius because they get to control the, the narrative. Because uh, mm-hmm. for years, 
people have podcasts about shows, right? Like just recapping it weekly, you know, every time it comes out, Game of Thrones or whatever show. But like now a lot of the HBO shows, Insecure, Euphoria, like they got their own podcast to recap their own joint and like talk to talk about it and break Cast shit down. And shit sometimes on yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, Whereas, like a podcast that's talking about it, like an outside independent podcast, like man, that shit was ass, and I guess they don't want too much of that. <laughs> yeah, nah, but it, I think the, the the even doper thing is the old shows that come back with podcasts now talking about shows that they did. Like New Girl has one where yep, it's that uh, shit is that shit is genius too. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, cause now, cause now it makes me want to watch New Girl again. Yeah. Or, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I think 90210 got one, like a bunch of them. Like, that's, yeah, the that's office. a smart way to get right back. Yeah, so, yeah Office got a, a good one. Office got a couple of them, I think. But, yeah, definitely um, the girls, I think it's uh, Pam and uh, Dwight's girl. I forgot her name. Angela. I think yeah. they got one. Yeah. But, yeah, it's smart because the advertising dollars is just rolling right in. It's like it's always smart, sunny. They, they, yep. <laughs> nah, they, uh, they, they. They smart. They <laughs> they can, they step into the field and they know that it's a saturated field, but they already got the um, name recognition. So genius of them to do it on that part. But uh, Parks make and sure Rec. you listen to Perfect Talk Podcast. You know what I mean? <laughs> Stick with the winners, baby. <laughs> uh, man, you'll keep that's another episode, my brother. Uh, say goodbye to the people. Peace. Peace.